What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Pow Block. I don't know what for the date of July 11th, right? That's tomorrow? The 11th is? Yes. Tuesday. Tuesday the 11th. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, Edward Varnell. Uh, hello, everybody. Also, rest in peace, Iwata. Ah, man. Don't remind me. I'm just... I know. Oh, I'm sad now. Oh, boy. I just... Oh, man, that's just sad. I'm sorry. I... Mm. Yeah. yeah, but we will always keep your memory because we have great. We're talking about Nintendo. Great new, great news came out, man. Just, whoo, yes, Nintendo. <laughs> oh man, dude, I just, I've been, uh, I've been playing that Zelda DLC. It's really good. Uh-huh. It's really good. And like, I try to play some Fire Emblem on 3DS, and I just keep going back to the Zelda DLC because, man, I almost want to start a new game and play through it again. Like, I'm <laughs> if. Man, if it didn't delete my save file, if I could have multiple save files, I would have done it by uh-huh. now. It's that initial, like, man, I 100% of the game. Do I really want to, like, erase all that and start over? And, like, I know I can create another profile on Switch and just do it do it that way, but I'm, like, I'm, like this close to doing it. I want to I wanna experience <laughs> that game again. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting uh, ready to... Uh go to the guardian i've just been doing trying to find shrines and stuff and tackle them um but i'm ready to go to the last guardian and i think i'm getting ready to do beat the game so i'm close to it i'm i am close to it so uh be patient with me Corey. be patient with me boss (laughs) because because there's a there's a lot of games uh that i will be discussing kind of in the next three months with a lot of people and everybody i have a nintendo switch on Lele right now so once i finally get the nintendo switch i'll be able to t- talk more about the games uh it's just geek out with Corey and geek out with you all who has have a nintendo switch if you don't have one i'm still ready to geek out with you guys with wii u 3ds or anything nintendo related or video game related in general uh but i'm so excited dude like really like every paycheck that i get bef- uh because i'll have it out before uh i come t- i come and see you yes. so i think that first paycheck that first paycheck of september will pay the rest of it off and then i'll be there uh with you with some games and uh we'll nerd out that way yes it's gonna be exciting i'm so excited ah! <laughs> Dude, I can't wait for the episodes that we record. I can't I wait for this whole trip. No, dude, it's like, going to be awesome like, for fans of like the old uh, DNA platform stuff where we used to sit around the table and, and have all the microphones and all this cool stuff on the table and stuff. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. If if you want to check out that, that's how Pow Block, we're going to film a couple episodes of Pow Block that way, and I'm really excited to just do it that way it's gonna be exciting I, i'm so like, I, I literally uh when i get to work tomorrow i'm getting the request in to let my boss know and then uh in august i'm buying the tickets for the trip and i'll be set to go do i'm super i'm super stoked to come down i'm just so ready to come down i know and I'm, I'm so excited because we're gonna be able to like i haven't decided like where we're gonna do that but like we have the green screen so we can like do super we can have like super 
production behind the episodes yes. and they're just going to be ridiculously over the top produced episodes of <laughs> nintendo power block and then we'll be back to this format in terms of video but like for two episodes we're gonna be able to have a super over produced show for nintendo power block. I'm, I'm really excited for that i'm so excited yes yeah. dude i i uh i tried to go to target to find a hat and i couldn't so i'm gonna have to go like the hot topic or something i or i definitely for jc penny i gotta go get some video game t-shirts because i need one for our, our other podcast arsenal x i need oh, yeah. an xbox uh i need a t-shirt for that and then i need some hats for uh kind of for all three shows uh, not all three shows uh kind of for sony nintendo and uh xbox so i'll be uh shopping Hopefully, I get a chance to find those items and buy it. So, uh, anyone in Wisconsin that's close to Kenosha, I know Jesse. I think it's Jesse White. I think he's in Wisconsin. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, Jesse, if you see this, come on, come through, come to Kenosha. <laughs> Drive to try two to three hours to come hang out with me so we can nerd out. Uh, yeah, but I'll be trying to pick some stuff up. But video games, dude. Uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild. That's what I'll be working on. Um, uh, with F Zero, uh, not F Zero, uh, Star Fox Zero. I like. I'm literally starting that uh, Wednesday, and I cannot wait to start that game. Oh, man, I I busted out. I have my Wii U out. Like I put it away when I got my Switch, just because I didn't really have room for something else to be plugged in. But I. I've taken it out and I think I'm going to play some I'm gonna play a little bit of Xenoblade X and I'm gonna play yes! some, some Tokyo Mirage sessions and I Okay. Uh let me know when you do Tokyo Mirage sessions because I'll play along with you. Okay. We still have to do we still have our pay, play in pot to do. And yeah. that would be a good game to like well, do because this is long. You know game. we're gonna film like ten weeks worth of Let's play in podcasts when you're up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh. I, yeah, dude, I, man, I, as much as I like, don't miss the super overproduction of every show we do. Uh-huh. I do miss like having that produced backgrounds and the produced, uh, overly produced podcast video version of the show and like. You know the multiple camera angles and and the the desk with all the cool stuff on it for each of us and like, you know I do miss that and like, I cannot wait to just do that again. Like even if it's for one like two or three episodes of our shows, like I'm so excited to do that again. It's gonna be so Yay! much fun. It's gonna be so have, much fun. I literally have to work on my presentation. I definitely need my haircut. Like. I, hopefully, like I might have my sister just like, look, I know you cut my hair, my little hair looks like it's coming back. I need you to cut it again. I need to be straight bar. I have a presentation uh, to do. I have a lot of shows, <laughs> so I'm like, because when, literally when Thursday hits and I drop my sister off from work, it's just all planning. All I'm doing is getting ready, and then when it hits the time for me to leave here. I'm on that good old train. I'm just like, hey, everybody, I'm also Ohio. I'm going to go meet my uh, uh, one of my best friends, my boss. <laughs> oh, that's going to be exciting. Dude, I'm so excited. I cannot. I'm so excited. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Uh, before we get into some of these stories, uh, 
just to kind of like gauge how do you feel about everything we're doing with NGR as a platform? Um, I think we're doing good. Where everybody is, some some of our new people are getting their feet wet. Um, and you know, seeing how a show goes, there's a lot of learning and a lot of pr- preparation that goes. Um, I know for us, we're kind of hyped doing these, um, getting people from the community and stuff involved, like asking questions and stuff. Um, for right now, it's going good. We're we're starting a foundation. And from with this foundation, we're just going to teach, and uh, by those teachers, we're going to expand, hopefully. Um, but at this point, I think we're doing good. Yeah. Um, we'll. I, I think we'll get better as time rolls on. Like, like there's going to be some times that things don't work, and some things do. That's all the process of doing a show, or even doing a podcast. All that stuff. It takes time to learn and time to build. And when you know what works and what doesn't works, you can work on the thing that does. And the stuff that doesn't work, maybe it. You maybe you could evolve it and make that better so that it ends up being something that does work in the future but we're doing good right now yeah yeah i i agree i like i know there's a lot of things going on last week and the week before in terms of like you know we we've really started fleshing out arsenal x and nerds gone platinum you know moose has totally taken over nerds gone platinum and i'm really excited that you know they're they're doing that and i'm really excited that you know you and i have kind of fleshed out arsenal x in a way to to where it's it's more it's more like this show but you know xbox related and and that's i think that fits uh well you know i think you know arsenal x isn't probably going to be some episodes aren't going to be as long as this one just because you know we don't want to fill this the space with with dead air you know we want to get in and and talk about our three or four topics and get out answer your questions get out you know like you know i i think you know between ngr radio proper and then this show particularly really gave us a foundation to build those other shows and like Mm -hmm. i i'm happy and i know like we got a lot of the old DNA stuff back for use, right? Like the yes. Facebook community groups, the Twitter account, the uh, Twitch page. We have all that stuff that we can use and play around with. And, you know, John Martin, friend of, of NGR and part of the Brew Crew, which is now on NGR, like, you know, that's his whole thing is the Brew Crew. So, like, the other day we had talked about using the old DNA group and kind of merging NGR and, you know, the world one, one group and the old DNA group and kind of forming one massive group to, because we have, we had that Facebook group that we weren't using. Right. And it was becoming a flood of not that this is wrong or anything, but it became a flood of people promoting their own stuff and not getting feedback, like proper feedback, not getting, you know, the attention that it probably deserves, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And so we, we merged one big group and in terms, and now like the old DNA group is now, is now the NGR radio network group, like, you know, world one, one brew crew, NGR radio, uh, you know, our three platform podcasts have those groups, which we still have a Nintendo power block, Facebook group. And I think Moose is setting up a NGP PlayStation. Face- 
yeah, Facebook group for yeah. that. And I don't know, maybe we'll do one for Arsenal X. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, that's kind of where our main hub is now. And our old NGR group is now the NGR Creators Corner, where, you know, we allow people to promote their stuff and th- toss ideas. Like the, bi- the big idea behind that group is people need guests. There's a bunch of content creators in this group that, you know, you can throw ideas off of, you can ask for guests, you can ask for feedback on your shows, you can promote your shows, you know, like that's the idea behind that group. And I don't want that to become some kind of promotion fest either, but like our moderators have done a good job of allowing people so far to like promote and ask questions about their show and, and gain interest and gain knowledge about how to better their shows and stuff. So that's really cool to see. Yes. Uh, So it seemed kind of chaotic for like a week and, you know, John Martin asked, like we added him to the old DNA group when we changed it to the NGR radio group. And he's like, where am I? I'm so confused. Where am I? I'm lost. (laughs) Like trying to be funny about it. But at the same time, I understand where he was coming from. And I know a lot of people probably, were kind of confused about what was happening and stuff. Cause I didn't really warn anybody. I just kind of, I was like, Did you know it. what, let's just do it. Let's just get it out of the way. Let's do it. People will figure it out. And you know, people, people figured it out. But we had this whole other fan base that didn't really follow us from DNA to NGR that, you know, in the first post I made in that group, I was like, we're using the old DNA group for our new project NGR, which isn't really new at this point, but to a lot of people like, you know, once DNA was over, they just stopped following us, you know, which is right, which is fine because, you know, we had a lot of personalities over there that people liked and, you know, Joey and and Cameron and, and Brian and, and, you know, like that whole thing. But and, you know, I don't mean to turn this into a, a NGR fest. I want to get to the Nintendo stuff, but uh, <clears throat> they just didn't follow us over. They didn't follow me and Matt when we left, you know, uh, and then, you know, that. DNA just kind of faded away and nobody really did anything else with it. And now that we have all these assets and stuff back that we can use to to our advantage, like I want to expand NGR and creating a group that already has members in it, uh, that liked our old content. Maybe they'll like our new content because it's relatively similar in terms of what we're doing. It's just new personality, new faces, new, perspectives new ideas so uh in my first post i said you know we're using this as ngr's platform and if you if you know you don't know who we are this is who we are we hope you'll stay with us and and you know a couple people left the group and that's fine a couple people joined the group and that's great you know uh yeah so i just and not and i know for me i probably need to post uh in there to like kind of introduce myself and what i do with ngr like kind of like us admins probably just introduce to everybody because you they might see us and hear us but they probably personally don't know us so uh i know for me i'm probably gonna get into the group and be like hey my name's i'm like you guys already see my name but i'm part of that this is i've been doing this it's just giving some background history of of myself so that they know who i am so that when they see these videos and they hear my opinions and comments and stuff they know they know where i'm coming from mm-hmm. and stuff yeah, and I think we, I think maybe we should all do that at some point, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. not maybe not all at the same time, but like you know, every 
day or so, one of us will post, uh, here's who we are, what we do. And this is our part in the bigger role of NGR. And, uh, you know, when I left DNA, I got a lot of messages, you know, asking why I abandoned DNA and everything. And some of it was constructive. Some of it was, you know, be honest, it's the internet, uh, the typical yeah. internet stuff, but like, you know, and I understand why people left if they left and people stayed if they stayed or people joined the group. You know, it's 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 tough transitioning and it's tough to convince people who are fans of your old stuff to come join your new stuff. And that's that's hard. But like, you know, look, what, look what we've built in the eight months that ngr has been a standalone thing you know look what you yes. you me and matt starting as a foundation and now you know having larry having world one one having moose and having you know jason on on the ngp side and and jesse joining as a writer and you know jesse douglas who's been a huge community supporter uh right. you know i've been wanting to talk to him maybe even being more of a community manager type role and, you know, have him plugged in to some shows if he wants to do it. You know, we have all right. these new faces and all these fresh ideas and all these fresh things going on that like, you know, I don't want people to feel overwhelmed, but at the same time, like it's exciting. So, uh, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about before we got into the Nintendo stuff and, and yes. kind of make everything clear to people who have been listening for a long time and, uh maybe haven't visited the youtube page or the website in a while or ever you know or you know are just following us on twitter or just following us through facebook or just following us through you know the audio versions of the show um you know i just i just wanted to be clear on what's happening in terms yes. of ngr as a platform and you know ed you you and matt have been the biggest parts of helping this grow you know like even though NGR is like, you know, you and you and Matt are the biggest personalities of this. I just kind of like host and people come because they enjoy listening to the personalities, which, you know, I consider you and Matt the biggest personalities in NGR. And it's just like people come to listen to that and like people come for the personalities. It's not like we're delivering the hottest news or anything you know or and you know it's just it's just this was some fun thing that we decided to do and you know ed and i wanted to talk about nintendo so we started the nintendo podcast and kind of just grouped it all together and now we're expanding we've got a couple youtube specific things in the works we've got all these yes. moving parts so like yeah that's I should just stop now because I'm. I feel like I'm going to start repeating myself. Uh, when I get when I get excited, I start to ramble. When I ramble, I tend to repeat myself. So, uh, that's this just shows how enthused you are. Yeah, I I just want I want this to be a platform where people can share their ideas, can you know capitalize on their ideas, can write, can you know film a five minute vlog, can do a fifteen minute show that you know they have an idea for and if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't you know right like i told matt like i don't want anybody to feel overwhelmed and if one of us starts to feel overwhelmed with doing something like that show is getting pulled because a it's not worth people getting overwhelmed and b it's like you know we want quality over quantity and you know like right 
I there's two shows I would never pull the plug on. NGR Radio proper and this show. Those are my two priorities, right? And so yes. like A, as much as I love doing Arsenal X, like if either of us ever feel overwhelmed, like we would pull the plug on that show because it's not worth you know hurting one of the major shows that we started with, you know. Yes. So, I mean, there there's things that we're still fleshing out things. We're still learning things. We're still building, but at the same time, it's, it's so much fun. It is so much fun. Excuse me, everybody. I had Mountain Dew, cold red and Chinese food. So did you have sweet and sour chicken? Please tell me you had sweet and sour chicken. No, I had chicken, ch- uh, cha mein. Uh, sweet and sour chicken is the best. Yeah, but then that, that gives me uh, the runs, and I'm not trying to lose weight just yet. Oh, I am. <laughs> uh, we'll discuss that off air at another time. Because yeah. guess what? We got some great Nintendo news, everybody. And just like, wow, uh, with the Nintendo news. So, Corey, did you want me to take over for this yeah. section? Yeah, you did know you what? Care? You you go. You take over. This is, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So everybody, uh, it was announced that WWE 2K18 is hitting the Switch. Uh, Seth Rollins broke the news that after a Wii U size hiatus, the WWE series is finally coming back to Nintendo home systems. WWE 2K18 is coming to the Switch the same day as the other systems, which is going to be October 17th. So that's two major games in October. Everybody, we have WWE 2K, uh, 2K18 and Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, ex- I, I'm kind of excited because, like, the last time I really played a wrestling game was on probably N64. And, like, I always aso- res- associate wrestling mini or wrestling video games with Nintendo for some reason. And, like, I'm kind of interested. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm kind of interested because 2K at least with their sports games are really supporting switch. You know, we got, we're getting 2k 18 for basketball. We're getting wrestling. Uh, you know, it's just, it's cool. It's cool that they're supporting the switch. And it's like, I want to try out the wrestling game, but like, I, I want to support third party on switch in general. So, um, uh, WWE 2K18 introduces a host of features including 8 person matches, extensive customization suite, so it includes 4 matches, superstars, arenas and videos, full stories for your uh, my career and my player and more. The game is also bringing on new systems for grappling and carries weight reduction and a new rendering engine. So this is kind of major. Um, just like you Corey, I, I really haven't picked up a lot of wrestling games like back in the day THQ was the place I was going for wrestling games uh, but with this coming to Switch uh, and my niece is also going to have a Switch at her house so I got to make sure that I, I might have to get her an early copy with me getting a copy and we could wrestle on our own Switches and stuff um, and this is this is really major because there are people who love the WWE series but it's going to be fun to for people uh, picking up this game and then maybe even taking that game to a WWE match and in case you run into a superstar maybe have them sign a copy or you know while you're waiting for the next match you can start playing the game 
and see who you think would win for that match. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for real. I, I'm really excited. I think you know the way. I think you know there's been some struggles with WWE uh, 2K uh, in some capacity in terms of like gameplay and and game modes and stuff. But I think every year it's been getting better. And I know a ton of wrestling fans who would love to have wrestling on the go with them. You know, yes. my friend Brian is obsessed with wrestling and he plays this tatless uh, card wrestling card game uh, on his on his iPad because he wants wrestling on the go so bad. So like and he just got a switch, too. So like uh, it's going to be interesting to see how people want it portably. Uh, and then you know transfer it back to the dock when when you want to play on the TV. So uh, interesting. I'm excited. Uh, well, I I think this is going to guarantee more sales for the Switch because there are a lot of wrestling fans, and if they could bring this in a arena and play with their friends while because some of the matches I've been to a WWE match and there are long wait times for it. So to have something to game on. Wow, uh, some people might go to the bathroom or waiting in line for uh, snacks and stuff at the concession stand. This would be a good game for them to have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, our next story, and this is very huge. Uh, Kamiko passes a hundred and ten thousand sales as developers make progress on Picantia for Nintendo Switch, and. Uh, they tweeted out or uh, not tweeted out um, they uh, was talking to Nintendo Life and you can find the story um, that Kamika was developed by at Skipmore and at Can underscore Kikuchu there are a two person team that spent four months on this development it's an original title and Switch exclusive the game has sold over 110,000 copies in the Switch eShop around the world and was published by Fly High Works with assistance from Circle Entertainment in terms of sales percentages Japan is 25% and it was number 4 in Japan for the first half year of sales US is 48% and and Europe and Australia is about 27% Uh, and then they break down a little bit more and then they talk about their new game uh, Picante that's coming to Switch and you can see pictures on it on Nintendo Life um, so it's still in production it's not final yet on what it is but uh, that's very huge like Japan and Europe and Australia combined uh, is almost too much what we almost made up so uh, if you think about it it's a I say they probably made over $550,000 from a game that only costs five bucks and they know uh he did mention that the switch is going to be sold in hong kong uh so they you know they're going to try to make a chinese language for that like uh, localization um and hopefully they do and it comes out there and that's going to probably guarantee more sales like a game for five dollars so that's not bad like almost a million dollars they, that that they made off this game half a million is really really good mm-hmm. yeah and that was a that was a really interesting title too like it wasn't a very long game i think you could beat it probably in like an hour and speedrunners were getting it down to like six or seven minutes i think at one mm-hmm. point but like you know for five dollars for this uh it kind of reminded me of hyperlight drifter uh you know type puzzles and stuff not not nearly as hard 
but like right you know you had this really cool pixelated art style you had these cool characters that had different abilities you you know made it through this world and it was it was just really interesting and like for five bucks it was a really interesting game to to sit through you know i played it and you told me about it and i played it and you know it's it's worth five bucks it's not very long uh don't expect like a 20 hour rpg or anything it's definitely a action adventure game that takes about an hour but uh really good yeah really cool game and i'm glad it did well i'm it, I mean, it, it, i'm glad it did what it has done already so yeah and i think during this holiday when people do pick it up um it's probably gonna be a game to be recommended to tell people like okay i know you might not have you're not trying to be on the budget but there's a game called kamiko that's on the nintendo eShop. it's only five dollars and you play i'm like you probably could spend like, like you said an hour and a half to three hours with this and it's really really good i'm like you know and that's really good to hear so that might guarantee them more sales for it when it comes to this holiday mm-hmm. um it's definitely a game that i'm going to pick up uh when i get my switch mm-hmm. yeah so definitely if you own a switch you should check it out it's yes cool. um so uh the last story that we're going to uh talk about uh nihon n-i-h-h-o-n because Corey was saying neon <laughs> Neon Falcon. Uh, Neha, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Neha Falcon president would definitely like to release games on Nintendo Switch if the opportunity presents itself. Um, Neha uh, Falcon, they are the creators or developers and publishers for uh, Ease, um, The Legend of Heroes, the Xenadu series, and also of the uh, Trail, well, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel. Um, they are the uh, makers of it. They did an interview with Dual Shockers, and uh, Toshihiro Kondo commented saying that the Nintendo Switch is completely a Nintendo machine, and that's a really cool thing. And they spoke about the interest in bringing titles to the console. He said, Yeah, if the opportunity pre- presents itself, I would definitely like to get Falcom Games on the Switch. Um, so uh, there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of people are hoping that. Um, the reason why I brought the story is because a lot of people in the comment session were on a wait and see an approach. And a lot of people have been doing that with a lot of developers and publishers is that they may, they, they talk about how cool the Nintendo switch is or how they really like it. And they see a lot of people in their development teams coming to work with them, but not, not a lot of developers and publishers are willing to give full commitment to it. There's a lot of wait in a C approach. Yeah, and like, you know, you sent me that uh, Lauren Lanning thing the other day, and like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really care about anything what he has to say. Like, he's, he's a good developer, and Oddworld is an iconic franchise, and I, I love Stranger's Wrath. I thought that was a great game, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I try not to... T- try not to listen too much to what people have to say when they're kind of throwing other people under the bus but he did make two really good points in what he had to say uh he's and this is a lot of the reason why a lot of people i think are having a wait and see approach with the switch is like you know after a year out of the wii's life cycle who else was making money off the wii besides nintendo uh, you know, you look at the Wii U, who was, who, you look at the attach rate to the games, the top 15 
games with attach rates are games that were either developed by or published by Nintendo. Like who was making money off the Wii U besides Nintendo? And like, that's, I mean, that's kind of a shallow way to look at it, but at the same time, it's a good point. But I think the Switch has a broad enough appeal like the Wii to where like, you know, the top selling game on Wii besides Wii Sports was Carnival Games, you know, and that Mm -hmm. was not developed by Nintendo. You look at, you know, multiplayer games like that boom blocks you know right and and so i think a lot of people are waiting for that boom to kick in which i think will be this holiday this this is the thing about uh about the Wii part for it is that even though a uh, a lot of people felt like a lot of companies wasn't making money off of it. You got to remember, in that time, if a game didn't sell on PS3 or 360, a developer was closing. So, what would you rather do? Put a game out on Wii and not make as much, but still be open, or put a game out on PS3 on a on a bigger developer's companies for the hardcore or dark gamer and get your studio closed a week after the game comes out? Because I I rather put my merch my stuff on Wii and and make some kind of money off of it. I don't want my studio closed that I've been making games for fifteen or twelve twelve to twenty some years and I made history with games and now because one game don't sell I'm closed after you actually just brought us mm-hmm. I rather I rather put my stuff on Nintendo and recoup some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah and my... people Oh go ahead Corey. Oh I was gonna say my thing is like you know, this company sounds like they publish a lot of like indie style games, which is where the Wii's develop like where the most the most popular games on on Switch are not Wii Switch. Like you mm-hmm. know, we see a lot of cool indie games coming there, and they have a large attach rate because you know Nintendo hasn't put out a lot of games yet, and people are looking for things to play. And indie games are a cheap, b fun, and c have a really cool uh you know draw to them because they're different and like right i think you know if you're an indie developer or an indie pub like a publisher that helps indie games get published and funded like i think the switch in terms of its portability in terms of its uh versatility like there's a lot of ways you can play your indie games with the switch and i think that they would be smart like i understand someone like a bigger publisher like EA or Activision having a wait and see approach to Switch, which you know I'm getting NBA 2K18 and FIFA on Switch because I want them portably and I want them, you know, in my hands at all times. Like I wish, right. I wish EA was putting Madden on Switch because that's the game I really want portably all the time. But you know, in terms of indies, like how many, <laughs> how many indie games have I told you that I've bought? Like in the last since since I got Switch, probably about fifteen. Yeah, I I probably have like between fifteen and eighteen indie games, and and, and like and what I like if these were on PS4, or Xbox One, maybe they would get ignored. Maybe, maybe I would look at them, but I probably wouldn't get them. But the fact that I can take them with me and have them portably and then play them on the TV, like you know, I double dipped on Shantae, right? Because that right. game's amazing. I got it on Switch because I want to play it in my hands all the time. And, you know, Snake Pass was a cool game that probably would have gotten overlooked if so many people weren't pushing so hard for it on Switch, you know? And 
like Shante, for me, I bought on Wii U. I'm mm-hmm. going to buy it on Switch. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing with and the thing with indies on Nintendo on the Switch is that they're getting more marketing. They're getting more sales because they're being noticed. Being on PlayStation and being on Xbox, if they would come out, those things get shoveled by the side or overshadowed by like Destiny or Call of Duty or some big name title like. You know, people get on Nintendo of not marketing their games and, and as such. But has Sony or Microsoft like mentioned any of their indie developers that they've been working with? EA EA's not even marketing uh, like they didn't market on Raffle. They didn't market uh, fee. Let's see how they market a ways out. Like what if what about shot indie development that I all was supposed to do? When did you guys market that? Because I see more marketing in like their sports titles than I have than I have in Unravel. Mm-hmm. Unravel was show Unravel was show that E3 it came out and nothing else. Mm-hmm. I did I didn't see nothing about it, but at least like with some of the uh, at least Nintendo is just like hey you know on eShop this is it or you know like even a company they they were showing off and stuff like or you know some people even do it like they got some indie commercials that they attach to their youtube site and talk about them like they marketed some of the indie games more on it from nintendo than than they do any other any other place Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i totally i totally agree with you so like Indie presence is going to be stronger on switch because indie presence was strong on vita Mm-hmm. And this is the, the switch is in all honesty everything the Vita wanted to be but couldn't be right right you know you had the cross buy uh, thing with PS4 where you could play your indie games on your PS4 and take them with you on your Vita but at the same time the Vita didn't have strong first party support which Nintendo has to provide strong first party support which we're seeing to right. make the switch survive because they don't have third party like strong third party support the way that Xbox and PlayStation does. They don't have they don't have strong Western third party support. Right. They have Japanese third party support. Yeah. Trust I, me. They have that. I'm just saying like this is this is the reason why the Vita didn't succeed is because they Sony abandoned them. Sony abandoned the Vita. Yes. And like left it, you know, to to indies to to populate the platform, which sucks. Because the Vita was a cool device. It was a cool device. And I would have liked to seen Sony take some chances on there. Like Gravity Rush is a great game. And then, you know, they put the sequel on PS4, which kind of, you know, I as much as I love Gravity Rush, like that sucked that I couldn't take it with me because the first game was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, and I th- think the Switch is a natural place for me- Vita players to migrate to. Uh, yeah. Plus, you can play it on your TV. Plus, you get awesome games like Mario Kart 8 and Breath of the Wild and Splatoon 2 and everything that's coming out this fall and beyond. So, uh, yeah. I think indie growth is going to. I think indies are only going to become more popular on Switch, uh, you know, as long as they can be peppered out uh, throughout uh, the major releases, you know, like maybe an indie game a week. Uh, with strong uh, marketing behind it, the way that you know Xbox and PlayStation 
don't seem to want to do. Right. And it's doing good in Japan, which is very healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only like Europe, they're they're trying to get it together because um, surprisingly Crash Bandicoot is leading the pack in Europe. But I think if if they could get a good following in Europe, like get more systems out and people want it and it's stronger all around the world, it won't even matter what Western third party does. It's But, you know, because indie and Japanese third party it will make the system flourish. Nintendo will make the system flourish. And what's going to happen is, is that Western third parties, they're going to have to make a decision. They're going to have to continue to go the route that they're going, or they're going to have to start really supporting it and get some sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting because I would love to see third party support on switch, but I would like to see it in the way that they're doing it with Ubisoft in terms of, you know, allowing these third parties to become creative and use Nintendo IP. And, you know, like I think the Mario Rabbids game is probably the best thing to happen to Mario since Mario Kart. Like, honestly, that game looks amazing. It looks so cool. Like, oh, it just looks awesome. And, like, to, to have that, to have, like, I'm not saying, like, Nintendo is ever wrong when they develop something because everything they develop is fantastic. But to have like a fresh set of eyes and a fresh team take Nintendo's IP and look at it from a different angle and be able to develop something cool like the Mario Rabbids game. And and to teach and give notes about it. Because mm-hmm. that, that's that's what I think that's what's gonna happen with this is that you'll see what Nintendo does with Ubisoft for Mario and Rabbids. And there you'll see what what Ubisoft still does when they're by themselves. Now I'm not saying Assassin's Creed Origins is, or Origins or whatever it is. I'm not gonna say that that game is gonna be a failure or anything. But if that game comes out having problems and just being an okay game, it's gonna tell you the difference of the two teams that that Ubisoft is releasing for this year. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it will show that okay, you guys got to work with one of the best developers and publishers in the video game industry, and you guys were able to create that. Now, would you guys be now? Do we hold you up now to that standard, or do we hold you to a Ubisoft standard and just make a game like Assassin's Creed to get it out? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I think I think Nintendo is never worried about you know the 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 uh fiscal schedule the way that you know ea obviously was with mass effect or you know Mm -hmm. the way that activision usually is you know i think nintendo i mean if they were concerned about that zelda would have been out three years ago right yes uh so i think nintendo is smarter than that i think they 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 are doing a great job of controlling the message and saying, look, we're about quality. We want quality on our platform. We want indie games to feel at home on our platform. We want third parties to develop for a platform. That's why Unity and Unreal Engine are are being used in Switch games, like in developed by Nintendo. The new Yoshi game is developed in Unreal 4. You know, so right. Nintendo's trying to prove to these third parties that, hey, bring your game here. It's easy to develop for. Uh, you know, we're using this 
uh, mobile chip that's easy to develop for. You know, it's it's the equivalent to what PS4 and Xbox One uh, use in terms of like, you know, they're using the x86 architecture, which is basically a PC. Well, this is the mobile equivalent of that. So please, like, it's easy to develop. Please come to our platform. Like, they're doing everything they can to a control the message and b show that the switch is a viable platform. And I, you know, I think it's going to sell really well. I think. I don't know if it's going to hit Wii numbers, but I think this could sell easily 3DS numbers at least, mm-hmm. uh, probably more. You know, I I honestly think that maybe not right out the gate, but you know, this thing's going to have legs four, five, six years down the road when we when we're talking about this, you know. Right, and I think it's going to have a strong library physically and digitally. Right, you know, uh, because. I just because when I when I get in my Nintendo system, sorry, I was about to sneeze. When I get my Nintendo systems, I know I'm going. I always say I'm going to get first, uh, good first uh, party support. But I like the weird and quirky games, so I would try that on with these other third parties that a lot of people don't pay attention. Yeah, it might it might be bad, but you know what? I played bad games from the NES days that I think that are classics because they taught they they was at least trying to do something, and they didn't set out to make a bad game. It's just that the some maybe budgetary reasons, or maybe you know. They didn't have time to uh, get things fixed, and they had to get the game out. I'm up to the, that challenge to play something like that and enjoy it. You know, I, I've, I told people that yeah, I want to play it on a Barbie game. I want to play uh, great games designed for girls, and if it's bad, it's bad. But I want to understand it because I feel like that's quirky to me mm-hmm. because it's something that we a don't talk about. Be normal people don't get and see it's still rolled out, so it has to be successful in some kind of manner, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what kind of what I love when I get out of Nintendo systems. Mostly with when it comes to Sony, it's mostly Japanese games that I don't see sold in the store, so it's on PSN and I'll pick it up and I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh. Nintendo has has come out strong with the Switch. Indie support is strong. You know, we're seeing these games being like WWE is one of the biggest uh, entertainment things in the world. Like to have right. that game come out on this is is a good sign. You know, NBA 2K to have that on the Switch is a good sign. To have FIFA on the Switch is a good sign. Uh, to have all these indie developers come over and say, look. Nintendo, like we're we're working with Nintendo to put our game on Switch, is a good sign. So, uh, yeah, I it's it's gonna be awesome to watch this unfold and see. You know, not everything has to be about power. Not everything has to be about graphics. Not everything has to be about you know. Can we get this to look as realistic as possible? We're gonna see. You know, the Switch take off because. It's fun to play. You can take it with you. You can play it on your TV. Uh, yes. You know, the, these are the things that I think are becoming more important to people instead. And like, there's always going to be the people that are obsessed with power, and that's fine. Xbox One X and PS4 Pro and uh, high end PC are for you. 
but the, okay. but we're we're seeing a generation where you know the novelty in a device and the convenience of a device are more important than uh you know the the high fidelity graphics you know it's okay. it's the next fix thing <laughs> Uh, Corey, yeah, um, I have uh, breaking news for you. Uh-oh. Uh oh. It's fair to say that Nintendo Switch owners with a copy of NBA Playgrounds have had their patience tested, but the wait for is the game's much-needed major update going on for longer than expected. Apparently, in early June, with the promise of Shaq Fu allegedly reborn for free, now the update for the game has finally rolled out. So, if you own NBA Playground, there is an update that has came out. Um, the, some of the few key features. Um, online matches are finally available. It offers ranked matches, or you can set up challenge matches with friends by using a code system. The developer have tweaked the entire shooting system from jump shots to threes to dunks, layups, and everything in between. Uh, they've redone the timing, added a meter, and clarified the entire system. Uh, 15 new players have been added, including Isaiah Thomas and Dennis Rodman. Those two all-star and 13 others will be unlocked through the regular packs in the game. Um, so, uh, it seems like a relatively meaty upda- update based on the download time. If it hasn't already triggered for your copy, go to the games window, press the plus button, uh, scroll down to software update, and select via the internet. This writer will give it a whirl once the download is complete. So, they just announced it like a few minutes ago. Awesome. I can't can't wait for Shaq Fu, man. Ed just uh, Ed, Ed hates Shaq Fu for some reason. It's the best game ever. I don't hate Shaq Fu. It's just uh, <laughs> it's Shaq Fu, man. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, but yeah, man. I. Uh, but like I said, you know, probably in the next couple days, I've I've finished a couple of my blogs I've been working on for what feels like months at this point. Uh-huh. Uh but they're going to go up this week and one of them is about how the Switch has changed the way I view gaming uh with uh adult with responsibilities and can't always sit down and play 5 to 6 hours at a time and you know that kind of stuff. So I have a couple blogs coming up in terms of of what the Switch has done for me in terms of of gaming and allowed me to do and what I kind of wish I almost wish Xbox and PlayStation would just totally rip them off at some point because I love that I can just play games on my couch and then when my wife goes to bed, I just put the Switch in the dock and pick up my Pro Controller and keep playing. Like, It's such a fantastic idea and such a fantastic device that, like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know what to say about it anymore, man. It's just... It's great. It just hit the spot. It just got it right. Yeah, it does. Uh, but uh, is there anything else we need to touch on before we uh, get out of here? Um, if anyone have not seen the Castlevania uh, TV show Netflix, do watch that for an episode. It's really good. It's only it probably in real time make maybe take you like an hour and twenty minutes. Like, a, uh, but it's really really good. I watched it Friday. It's only four uh, episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, there is a season two that it because uh, it got renewed and it's going to be eight episodes. Cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, one other thing. Uh, if you guys have questions for us for our Friday shows, uh, I'm setting up an email address 
for it. Uh, NintendoPalBlock at gmail.com. Uh, you can go ahead and send them there until we get a proper address for NGR Radio. Uh, so you can go ahead and check that out. Uh, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at DebtRetroCode. You can hear my podcast, Optional Opinion, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, the Anonymous Radio Network.podbean.com, and other podcast apps. And definitely you can check it out here on NGR Radio. Um, my recent episode that I uh, released that's really getting us discussion. <laughs> um, did the PlayStation 4 get a pass? And you and I really want you guys to uh, listen to the episode and let me know your thoughts about it. Um, you can check my writings on NGR Radio uh, this coming Wednesday. I will be having well after you actually see this. Um, I'll have a review up for stories the uh, the Path of Destinies that I played on PlayStation Four. Um, I actually beat the game today, but I still got to go back and try to unlock everything else. Um, but I will have a final review for that. Um, I also will have a review up for a game called Submerge, um, and then I will be having two blogs with about uh, about Mass Effect Andromeda, and I will be having a blog about Zelda um, in general. Um, I doing. I have another blog for that one. That might make some people upset about it. It's going to be very interesting to see what people think on, on what I had to say about that. Um, also, check out my uh, series, uh, Optional Opinion, the blogs on IGN.com under NMA, E-N-I-M-E. And check out my retro uh, blogs, The Moment, at skirmishfrogs.com. Um, and also check out World 1-1 Podcast at shoutengine.com yeah. and part of NGR Radio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Arsenal X. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so you can find me at Corey and HD on Instagram, Corey Hudson and HD on Twitter. You can find me on Nintendo Power Block, NGR Radio, and Arsenal X, and periodically on World One One. Uh, let's see what else. Come subscribe to our YouTube. We are working really hard to do breakouts of our episodes. We're working really hard to give you the content that. You know, some people have asked for, some people are wondering if we were doing. So check out our YouTube page. It's doubled in subscriptions in the last two weeks. So I'm proud of that. Uh, now, when you see the subscriber count, you're not going to be pr- impressed. But I'm happy with, with the growth uh, of the YouTube page in general. Uh, check out our website, ngrradio.com. I have my long overdue Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild review going yes. up. up actually if you're listening to this so go check that out two more blogs coming from me this week in terms of you know what zelda means to me in terms of my life and how uh the switch has changed gaming for me as an adult so check those out uh later this week and uh join our facebook group facebook.com slash group slash nintendo power block join <laughs> the NGR Radio Network Facebook group uh, that is now facebook.com slash groups slash NGR Radio Network. Uh, if you're a creator, join the Creators Corner. Uh, that's a, a positive place where creators can throw ideas back and forth. Uh, you know, we're going to reopen our Destiny group soon, so that's going to be a thing. 
Yeah. And and can I say this for the creator group? Uh, if you guys want to get into podcasts, uh, let me know. Um, I could do optional opinion with you guys. Um, or we could try out just weird podcasts that you or like things that you want to talk about so you can get some experience on it. Um, it is all audio, so you don't really have to worry about video or anything. And I could give you guys tips and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, our goal with that group is to help people, you know, grow their grow not only grow their stuff, but you know, if you're looking to break into it, like podcasting is becoming more popular by the day. Like, you know, it's not hard to get into. You just need an idea and a microphone and somebody that's willing to listen. And you know, sometimes, you know, for my first probably 15 episodes of a podcast, like I I was the only person listening. You know, like. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you learn. That's how you get better uh, by throwing ideas back and forth with each other, uh, finding out what equipment works and, and what you need, depending on what you want to do with it. So, uh, you know, you can reach out to me and Ed, too, on Twitter or on on Facebook or something like you can just reach out to us and ask us questions, you know, at that retro code and at Corey Hudson HD on Twitter. Like, just shoot us a, a quick tweet. Yeah. And we'll, We'll get there. My notifications are on. Trust me. I want all the feedback and yeah. questions that we can get. So, uh, <laughs> right. And, my, uh, and yeah, and uh, t- uh, tweet at me at that retro code. I'm willing to help you guys. Uh, like, yeah, Corey, I is really willing to help you guys uh, to get started. You know, uh, if you want to know how mics cost, you know, setups and all the equipment and stuff, if you're really want to get invested, we guys can help you guys with that. Yeah. It, yeah. It, like there is a there's a way to do it that is affordable and there's a way to do it you know to make it sound good and there's free programs out there for people like audacity is a good one uh if you're a yes. mac owner garage band's a good one so uh just just shoot us a message we'll 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 get you there we will help you get there and then yes. you can come on one of our shows to promote your new stuff and you know join the community it'll be fun it's a good time yes. so uh anyways let us be let us be your nintendo (laughs) (laughs) anyways thank you so much for watching and are listening like subscribe and share rate us all that good stuff and until friday we're out bye everybody